Well, good evening. Glad everybody's able to be here with us tonight. Welcome our online audience as well. Um, yeah, I was watching my media guys. They're giving me the countdown, you know, so I had to stop talking. I had to pay attention. Uh, so I pay attention to the guys up there because I like them to be on time, so they make sure I'm on time. So, but uh, hey, listen, so I'm, I'm glad you're here. Um, keep praying for our, our state. I was on a conference call yesterday with the governor, and uh, we, we were all worried because he, he does this once in a while with the pastors, but kind of the way the invitation sounded, it was like, oh, this doesn't sound good. He's fixing to tell us something bad, you know, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like we're going back to phase one or anything, so we were like, thank you, Jesus, um, but he just wanted to make sure to remind us to continue to do what we're doing, right, continue to social distance, people wear masks, if, if they feel uncomfortable, they want to wear masks, uh, and, he, and he told me that the, the older crowd is doing well, that's what he said on there, it's the younger crowd that's not, <laughs> so I think they just didn't get enough belt through the years, and now they're having problems. Uh, I, I, he didn't say anything about the middle age, so I must be safe. Uh, yeah, you too. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, so there, there was things like they're, I think they're trying to test 130,000 a month is what they're trying to do right now across the state. They've set up numerous places. Uh, so that's automatically going to make the numbers jump because now you're testing a bigger sample. But what it also does is make your death rate go down even further. So this thing is really not, and I'll say this way, killing people the way the numbers showed it was, it's not as deadly. Uh, he also was showing uh, the numbers to the state that there is uh, some jumps through the Alexandria area down into Lafayette and the New Orleans. They, they are jumping the ICU beds and things like that. So they're, But the thing is, is they're not having to keep people on ventilators like they used to because they understand the virus more. They understand how to help treat people before they get to that, to that point. Uh, he was also saying that they tested every nursing home in the state, and uh, they changed some rules. I, I didn't realize this, but uh, doctors work in numerous uh, facilities, and they're not allowed to do that anymore. Uh, people are not allowed to work in two and three like they were before because they were cross-contaminating. So now that everybody that works in that place has to be tested, that way they can make sure they're protecting those. Because it's like, how are they bringing the virus into the nursing home? They're not. They're not going anywhere. So it's the outside people. So they, they, they were doing that as well. Uh, so we just got to continue to pray. He asked for prayer. We've got to pray. We've got to pray that this thing dies. And uh, it is his words. We need to pray that, it, that it's rebuked in Jesus' name. Um, it's interesting to hear your governor talk like that. You know, I, I know he's a Catholic, but he must be a good Catholic. You know, isn't, isn't that funny? You're not a good or a bad Baptist, but you're a good or a bad Catholic. Uh, or a good or bad Pentecost. I don't know. But no, he, uh, he, he must do some reading in his Bible. I, I'm just saying because of the way he speaks about things. Uh, he is paying attention in church if, if he's, you know, going there as well. But um, yeah, so he, you know, he was encouraged by, by the fact that the churches are, are still doing well. He's not seeing the big outbreaks in the churches, but he wants us to continue to pay attention and to do what we're doing. Uh, and that's one of the reasons here that we have what we're doing there. We're, we're doing the fog, right? We have a spray disinfectant machine, a fogger that we spray. Uh, can I tell you that I've spoken to many pastors in our state um, and, and also in, in Texas. None of them are doing half of what we're doing. They're not. They're not cleaning the bathrooms afterward. They're not, you know, they're, they're just putting people in doing the best they can because they don't have the facilities or, hey, we're doing everything we can to keep you safe. And they, they really laugh at my bowl up here with all of the uh, sanitizer. I tell them I feel like a priest because I have hand sanitizer in there, and I clean my hands after every person I pray for. Uh, it's hilarious. And so, 
But we're just doing what we can to keep people safe, guys. Right? So, so let's continue to pray. Let's continue to pray for the safety of our, of our church family. Let's continue to pray for the safety of those that are not in our church family. Right? And, and let's just get rid of this thing. Let's eradicate it. Um, so let's, uh, let's make sure we're doing that. I don't want us to, to not pray and to not be diligent uh, because the enemy is still attacking and still trying to divide people. So a uh, quick note also on Monday, if you noticed our Bible study, we really only had about a 10-minute maybe. There was a big Internet outage in our area that I found out about, so I knew hardly anybody was going to be on. So that's why I came on long enough to tell those that tuned in, hey, guys, we're not doing it tonight. And it was five. <laughs> so uh, there was five that it showed me. And normally we have 16 to 20, you know, so it was just like, yeah, that was a good thing. So we're going to do it again Monday, the next Monday. But this week, it just, yeah. Uh, so, and also don't forget Saturday to go vote. It's our uh, presidential uh, nomination, I guess is what it is. That nomination is what it's called? Primary. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we're figuring out who we want to be on the main ballot for November, pretty much. Uh, and there's a whole list of people I ain't never heard of. I'm just being honest with you. Uh, so I don't know how these guys got on the ticket, but they're on there. So, but just make sure you go vote. Cause like I said, if you don't go vote, don't complain. Just, just period. You have no right to complain. Go vote. Uh, well, it's just a presidential primary. We know who's going to win. No, you don't until it's over with. Go vote. So, but anyways, uh, so do that Saturday. Uh, I know they'll have the people here for our area, and, and I know the other, you know, the other areas. Y'all know where that is. So, but anyways, all right, that's enough of all that kind of stuff. Whew. So keep following everything we're doing on Facebook. Um, also, you'll, you'll notice coming up soon that you may see us posting on Instagram a little bit more like and follow it, you know, and on Instagram and Twitter and all those kind of things because we need to broaden that base because, you know, we don't have billboards and television commercials. So how do we connect with the people in our community through social media right now? Because it's not like I can go to your house, right? And so, so we're going to begin to share more and more pictures and quotes and things and videos. So make sure you share it on your page and tell everybody, hey, like this, follow it, because that's how you grow your base so that when you post, hey, you guys, come to church, it hits 10,000 people instead of 400. Because right now we only have 400. So when I send a message out, there's only 400 people that see it. So you follow it on your, your Instagram, Twitter, and all that, and you share it, and it goes out and gets bigger. Amen. So, all right. Well, I'm going to pray, and we're going to do some worship. We do have a new song for you tonight. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a worship song, but the words in it minister. They minister. And uh, so you know what? We're going we're gonna to do that. That will be our, last, our third song in there. It'll minister to, I promise you. So let's stand up with me tonight, and we're going to pray, and we're going to believe that the Lord is going to be here, and he's going to speak to us tonight. And i got to turn some things on, or I might be in a big trouble. So, Father, we thank you for being here tonight, and we thank you for letting us be here. Lord, in the middle of what the world calls a pandemic, thank you, what the world calls a pandemic, we know that we can still trust you. We know that we can still rely on you in everything that we do. Thank you. We, we know that you are still in control, God. So tonight we come to worship you and to love you and to give you freedom in this place. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way in the worship. Receive our praise tonight. Have your way in the preaching of the word. And Lord, we just give you freedom in this house right now. Freedom in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, won't you say amen tonight? Come on now. I got to see an amen out of you. Come on. Let me see. Amen. Okay. All right. I had my ears in. I couldn't hear you. Hallelujah.
Jesus. You know how hard it is to end that song? Hey, Becky. It's on, maybe. Hey, you know, while we were singing this song, Lord reminded me of something. But he told me to tell everybody, y'all been praying for certain things. Sometimes y'all wonder why you're not getting your prayer. How come your prayer's not getting answered and everything? He reminded me of Daniel. I don't remember what the address is. But Daniel prayed a prayer to the Lord, to God. The angel was on his way to give him the message when the enemy stopped him, started fighting, to stop that message from being delivered. And when the angel seen he was having a hard time, he called for Michael, the archangel, to come for reinforcement. Then he finally made it to Daniel with the message, and he told Daniel that. The Lord is saying, do not stop praying. Keep fighting. Because whenever you pray for something or someone, the angels hear it and they go and they start. They start fighting. He said, do not stop. Hallelujah. Sit right there. Hey, can I tell you a difference between that scripture? Uh, the Lord was challenging me with this the other day, Jose. I don't even know if I told you yet. Check this out. There was a battle going on, right? And so the message couldn't get there, right? We still act like that's the same thing. The minute we feel any resistance, we stop, don't we? If the prayer isn't answered in the time frame we set, we stop. You know the difference between then and now? It's then... The angel had to bring it down. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead resides inside of you. Who is that? That's the Holy Spirit of God. Do you think there's any enemy in any spear anywhere that can stop the voice of God from getting to you? In his spirit, right? His spirit is connected. There's no way to disconnect that. So that battle is not there anymore. The battle now is here. So the message is there. The enemy can't stop it anymore. And he don't even have to go get Michael because there's one greater here now that has come. It's here. This is your battle now. Not listening, complacency, all those different things. So what he's saying is keep praying. The answer is there. Keep praying. Because unlike the Old Testament, the devil can't stop it from getting you anymore. It's just you've got to make sure you're listening to it and that you're hearing it you're hearing because i was thinking about that same thing the other day because i've been asking the lord constantly lord how do i lead your church give me give me wisdom in leading your church and, and i said that exact same thing and the lord said hold on buddy because i said lord you're speaking to me on what to preach how come you ain't give me no answer the exact same thing so see what's happened is the battle has moved down here with us now before the battle was in the heavens and Michael and all those guys had to fight it. Right? But who's still fighting your battles? God still is. We fight through our praise, right? We, we fight through prayer. We fight through all those areas. 
So you can't give up because the answer is here. You just got to open up the mailbox. You got to open up the mailbox. You got to get it because there's freedom. And tonight we're going to sing about freedom. There's freedom, right? And so tonight where what we got to pray is there will be freedom here for us to receive what God has already put inside here. It's here. The Spirit of God has already brought it down. So let's pray for freedom tonight. Good word, brother. Thank you. And I wasn't disagreeing with him. I agree with him. It's just God had given me something else that, that just blew my mind the other day, so I had to.
I had my piano turned down, so go ahead and put it back where it normally is. I forgot to move it back up after Jose. Sorry. I turned it down when Jose was talking. They were probably freaking out trying to fix it. <laughs> so listen, this is a song written by Jason Upton called Watching Over Me. It's a newer song for him. And uh, just listen to the lyrics in it tonight. Let it minister to you. Amen.
watching over me, watching over me, watching over me. Jesus, you know all my trouble. Jesus, you feel all my pain. I hear you singing in my struggle. I hear you whispering my name. God of justice and of mercy. God who says I'm not alone. I will give as you have given. watching over me I know you're watching over me you're watching over me I know you're watching over me you're watching over me you're watching over me watching over me season was cut off. I was worried about my future. I, track was, I, I enjoyed track, wasn't very good at it, but I liked it. It's, I really enjoyed it. And I was, I was thinking about trying some other events. I hadn't told him that though, but I did. But we did one meet, I think is all we ever did. Is that right? One meet? We were on our, we were five minutes away from our next meet. Turn around, go home. Not doing it. I wanted to do track. I enjoyed it. I was trying my hardest. I wanted to go to state. I made it to regional, but I didn't make it to state. I barely missed it. I was worried about my future. I mean, I'm doing great right now. I decided to give my worries to God. I don't worry about it. I don't, it's whatever. It's giving it, I'm laying it down at your cross. I don't worry about that. Not because it's not mine to worry about. Ever since that happened, I was school. We I did online at LSU because that's where I was going. I finished it, and there was nothing for me to do in the house. I do not like staying at the house. I prayed for a job, something that's not too strenuous, something I could do, and I like working with my hands. I got a job with Mark Dufour at the sheet metal shop. It's fun. I enjoy it. I get to do things with my hands. Everything I asked for, I got. Because I knew he would give it to me if I asked for it. And if I was sincere about it. I got it. I love it. It's not hard. It's really flexible hours. I'm learning new things. Things I never... An AC duct. I did not know an AC duct. AC duct was two pieces. I thought it was one rectangle. It is not. It, is a lot, it takes a lot longer to put it together than put it up. When I'm running from my past, I've done things that I regret. Everyone in this room has done things they regret. There's no doubt about it. There's no perfect person in this room except Jesus. Which he is here because when two or more guys in his name, I am the in the midst. 
Everyone has regrets. Everyone has someone they're running from. I put that at the cross because it's I'm not the same person anymore. It's not me. I stopped. I let it go. I have never felt freer in my life. Just like this Windex, streak free shine. It'll clean your window and leave nothing behind. He will wipe your plate. There's not going to be a smudge on the plate. It is going to be streak free. It's going to be completely clean. But you have to let him. There's people, oh God, forgive me, forgive me. Don't do this side of the plate, just that. The back of the plate can get dirty. People don't think that. There may be things in the front people can see, but there's always something behind you that you're hiding from people's view. That, you gotta get rid of that too. Just cause you don't see it, don't mean God don't see it. When I'm restless in the present. Before I had really, really cared about church. I just, I was never comfortable. Never, ever comfortable. Church was just like, when is this over? When is this over? That's how I was. Some people may be like that. Just there was, I had, and to me, there was better things I could have been doing, like sleeping in on a Sunday morning or playing my Xbox. That's what I was. Trying to make each moment last. Eventually, I got to the point where I was like, you know, it's not so bad. Make each moment last. The joy moments. When you're, you're in service, you feel God moving, and you're, the little spark of joy that makes you so happy and so giddy. You try to make it last as long as you can because when you leave it, you're not happy anymore. You're not, you don't have joy. You're not giddy anymore. You're just, mm, woo, gotta go to the store. So awesome. That's, that's how it is. You try to make it last as long as you can. But the thing is, you should never leave it. You should have it outside those doors. You should have it in your own doors, in your car doors, in your closet, if you have a walk-in closet. You should have it everywhere as you go. It's like the movie War Room. The lady had her war room in her closet. If that's where you want to be, that's where you want to be. That's where God wants. God doesn't care where you are. He wants to be with you, even if you're in a bathroom. You can pray to God while you're in the bathroom. If that's your private moment with God, use your private moments. I come here because I have the opportunity to see the pastor. I come here. This is my private moments. I have that ability. Use wherever you got. You have your places. Use it. Don't take advantage of that private time. You need to use it. When the fear of having nothing. I've I've had nothing. No, I've had no money. I've been at the point where I was. I'm not one to ever go broke. I always have some some left. That's my mom instilled that in me because she's a bookkeeper. If you have it, have something left so you're never completely broke. Thanks, Mom. That, that's... You have people... I've, I've, I've felt that sometimes. I've had nothing. Because I was so alone. But just like he just said, God was watching over me. It was a lesson I had to learn. And I learned that lesson. Because I... No, I, I gave it to God. I gave everything I had to God. I did. I gave my worries... That's one of my worries, is having nothing. That's from my mom. One of the things I always worried about was, what if I become a bum and I have nothing? Then I'm just going to be that guy down the street who 
walks around all the time. I don't, I don't have to worry about that because God does the worrying for me. It's like a baby. Amelia has nothing to worry about right now because it's not for her to worry about. It's for them to worry about. Her parents up there, Becca and Jonathan. She doesn't have to worry about where her food's coming from. They're worried. As I just did Sunday, because God is our Father, our parents worry for us. He worries for us, so we don't have to. Because that's something that fills our mind. I mean, human minds are not meant to do 50 tasks at the same time. Not everybody can. I'm, I'm, I can maybe do two things at a time. Other than that, I am lost. I will lose myself. Because we're not made to do that. Because we have to let God take that from us. That's like if you walk around with a 50-pound weighted vest every day, eventually you'll get used to it, but it'll always be there. It'll never go away. Eventually, it's going to get to the point where it hurts you because all that pressure right there, it's going to hurt you. But when you take it off, when you give it to God, you'll have that momentary pain because you feel it. But right after that, that release, those muscles are being, the tension's taken off those muscles, that release, and then you feel weightless. Because that's because you... If you truly give to God, you will feel weightless. You'll feel amazing. You'll feel so free. Day works out, you know what it's like to have weight on you. It's not fun. It's like to put a squat on your back. You cannot walk with that. It is hard to walk with that. You struggle every step. When you take it off, you're like, oh, this is light. You give your burdens to God, you don't have that weight on your back anymore. You walk freely. Thank you for in this, being in this place and speaking to us tonight, oh God. Lord, Father, we thank you because you are amazing. You are amazing, God. Y'all go ahead and be seated. Thank you, our worship team. Whew.
Well, hopefully you enjoyed that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, it's not done yet. So we got somebody else speaking here tonight. Is that good? Okay. Y'all hadn't figured out who that was. So, Hallelujah. Well, get your Bibles out. I'm sure we're going to get ready to do that. Was that great? That was awesome. I got to give the devil a black eye before we get started. I showed it to Brother Mike a while ago. I'm very proud of it. Uh, we had two guys at our hangar come up positive with COVID-19. I went and got that awful, horrible test that they shove that thing up your nose. My God in heaven. But negative. I didn't pass that test. It came up negative. I am proud of that. There is very few people nowadays that have those symptoms can produce a negative result. So today when I was leaving the doctor's office, I got caught in a horrible downpour. And I, I was listening to that song we just sang. And the Holy Spirit began to just download. Anybody ever plug that computer in or a, a flash drive and begin to download stuff? in a computer and it just kept going over and over and over and over and over and over and you're like slow down slow down I can't see I can't even see the road he began to download stuff and a lot of it was for me but a lot of it is where we're at now the church is at and I was like God they're going to think I'm completely crazy if I go up there and start doing what you're telling me to do and he said don't worry about crazy because I invented it so don't worry about it 15th century feudal Japan is where I want to take you back to real quick. Feudal Japan, the samurai were dedicated to their lord. The samurai used a weapon. The weapon of their warfare was a samurai sword. The samurai sword was revered. It was very special to the samurai. It was their soul. The sword meant so much to them that if you even touched their sword, they could kill you. During the course of their day, if they come across you and you insulted them in any way and they opened their sword more than two inches, it was required by the law at that time that they draw blood with their sword. And if they didn't draw your blood, they had to draw their own blood by slicing their finger. Now, the swords are very special. Even if the samurai were walking amongst the crowd, and back then everybody carried a sword. But if they were walking amongst the crowd and somebody happened to bump into their sword, they automatically drew the sword and cut their head off. It was an insult. The samurai sword is a very beautiful thing. Now, this one is razor sharp. Don't worry. I have a black belt in it. I studied for quite a few years dealing with one of these crazy things. These things are very beautiful and very dangerous. But what do you do with a samurai that gets complacent? What do you do with a warrior that gets tired? And I said, God, how is this crazy thing going to tie into the church? And he said, my warriors are tired. That is a very beautiful thing. It's very revered. He said, my word is as sharp as a samurai sword. My word is as sharp as that sword. 
My people have studied my word, but my people are tired. I said, well, God, okay, what, what, what are you trying to say? And he said, my word is to be revered. For so long have my people been in my word, but yet they've gotten tired and complacent of the word. They haven't seen the things come forth that says in the word, in that Bible. He said, they've become complacent and tired. Tonight I want to tell you that when Pastor John was here, I am one. I am just like anybody else. I have become complacent and tired. I told Pastor John when I had him pray for me, I felt like with all this COVID stuff and, and all the, the things that are going on in our world right now, I said, I, I feel like I'm standing at the edge of a great precipice and I can see out in a flat ocean. Anybody ever been on the ocean besides Pastor? You'll know that that water is flat. If there's no current, no nothing moving. I said, I feel like I'm standing there looking across the water and there's no motion. I can't see nothing. There's nothing. Nothing moving. No breeze, no current, no nothing. And I said, that's where I feel like I'm at. So Pastor John prayed for me. And when I went, when I found out that the guys at work had caught the COVID-19 and I started having some symptoms, I was like, okay, I got to go get tested. Now, let me tell you. The devil knows what you do. I went and got tested, and he began to jump on my bandwagon and say, uh-huh, uh-huh, now you're going to die. You got COVID-19. Now you're going to die. Where's all your faith now? Where's your word now? Where's your God now? Where is he? So I began to pray, and I said, God, after everything that you've brought me through and everything that I've been through in my life, next month I'll turn 49. I've been through a lot in the military and as a police officer. I said, God, all the things you brought me through, if this is the way it's going to end, then you know what? So be it. It's going to end this way. But I said, I don't believe that God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that I serve is going to allow me to go out that way. I don't believe that. So on the way home, the Holy Spirit began to speak this to me. The first one is found in Psalms 91 and 1. He said, whoever dwells in the shelter, he said a shelter. What is a shelter? A shelter is a covering. So whoever dwells in the covering of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Now, that's an awesome place to be, in the shadow. Because what creates a shadow? Light. Light creates a shadow. So no matter, it's not like Peter Pan where his shadow runs off and leaves him. Wherever that shadow is, that means there's light casted from somewhere. And we know where, from the Almighty. Verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. A refuge is a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. Now, how many would say that we have danger and trouble in our society right now? Everywhere. It's not safe to go to Walmart. 
Because if they don't shoot up Walmart, you're liable to catch COVID-19. The second verse he told me, Psalms 23 and 4. This is where it begins to get good. He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There it is again. If you're in the valley, nobody likes being in the valley. But if you're in that valley and there's a shadow casted, that means what? There is light coming from somewhere. And that light is God Almighty. Though I'm in, in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, right now, that word fear is big. Like that. I don't know what that was, but God help them. Something, something that was big. Okay? Fear. Man, fear's running rampant. Fear's got everybody scared. Fear's got everybody scared to go to the church. I first thing I did was text pastor and say, Pastor, can I go to church? I'm negative. Can I go back to church? Why? Because I'm plugged in here with my family. Man, when I thought I was going to have to stay home for 10 days, I was like, man, this is going to be a long 10 days. I can't, I can't stay cooped up for 10 days. My, my, my yard would look like a golf course. It'd be mowed and manicured every day. I'd go crazy. Ask my wife. She's watching. She would agree. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, and thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And then he brought me to the story of Job. Job was a rich man who lost everything. Everything. He lost all of his livestock, his servants, all ten of his children. I, I don't know what I'd do if I lost Micah. Micah's my right-hand man. Pastor would have to find somebody else to work the soundboard. But Micah's my right-hand man. That's my buddy. I don't know what I'd do if I lost Micah. Job lost all ten of his. They all died due to invaders or natural disasters. I don't know if you call COVID-19 a natural disaster, but, I mean, it, it's pretty bad, you know. His wife even came to him and said, Job, what are you, stupid? Curse God and just die. But Job refused. Even in the middle of his circumstance, he still, he was struggling. He struggled to accept his circumstances, but he still wouldn't turn his back on God. Today, there are many Christians that are turning their back on God because they're tired. They're tired like pastor we've been preaching on. They're tired on the inside. They begin to dry on the inside. So who, let me ask you this question. You don't have to answer it out loud, but in your head. Who's watching over you? Psalms 121, verse 2, 3, and 5 through 7 say this. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Now, if you take a step back and think, wow, okay, the earth's pretty good size, and God created the earth, but he also created the heavens. 
That's pretty, that's pretty awesome, just in itself. Okay? The Bible says he, he didn't just set the stars in place. What does it say? He flung the stars into place. Verse 3 says, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. He does not sleep. I've told the guys at work plenty of times. God don't like ugly and he don't sleep. God does not slumber. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. Verse 6, the sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will. Now, he didn't say I might. You know, Brother Mike, I might keep you from harm. Okay? And, and, and I might watch over your life. What did he say? He will. He will. There's no guessing there. That's not, I'm not an English teacher, but I guarantee you, when you say I will, that means you're going to do it. He said the Lord will keep you from all harm. And he will watch over your life. You know, God had put this all together today when I was coming from the doctor's office and just kind of dumped it. And <laughs> Pastor said it. Ryland said it. it, it they, I, I didn't. I was up there questioning God. You still want me to say that? <laughs> I mean, they, they said all of it. I don't have to say any more. It's just kind of reiterating it. But the church, the body, has become tired. And the only way to rejuvenate the body is to nourish it. It's time that we pick up our sword again. Find something new. Don't go to the same old scriptures. Well, I've read that scripture for the last eight months and nothing's happened. Maybe you need to change scriptures for a change. Or maybe you need to check the way you're reading. Or pray that God would let the word become alive to you and not just print on a piece of paper. That song says, when I'm scared about the future. Man, I was thinking, my future's... Is there going to be a future? If I've got COVID-19, people dropping dead from this everywhere. Am I going to end up in the hospital on a respirator? Am I going to, you know, I don't know what my future was. When I'm scared about the future, when I'm running from the past. You know, your past has a bad way of showing up when you least expect it. Hey, remember me? Man. God, I thought I was done with that. You were. That's just the devil trying to mess with you. When I'm restless in the present, man, with everything going on in present day and time, do we know what the economy is going to do? Do we know what's going to happen with our presidential election? Do we know what the governor is going to do next? We know we're in phase two, but if it gets bad enough, we could backtrack. God forbid. When I'm trying to make each moment last, When the fear, there's that word again, that, that fear 
of having nothing. When fear steals all my hopes and dreams, God, remind me of the promise. And Lord, help my heart to believe. Tonight, he has promised us that he will protect us and take care of us. As long as we stay under the covering, we abide under the shelter of the Most High. We will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And I'm telling you tonight that when you're in that valley, and I've been there, I don't know about you, I can't speak for you, but I've been in that valley. I've been deep in that valley, in the bottom of the pit where there was nothing else to do but look up at the light and hope to God there was somebody there to take my hand and pull me out. And God reaches down and says, I've been waiting right here a whole time. Where you been? Come on out. That shadow is the light of the Almighty. I want them to play Jason Upton's song tonight, and I want you to close your eyes. Don't go to sleep. Close your eyes and listen to the words. Don't listen just with your ears. Listen to the words of the song with your heart. Jesus. When I'm scared about the future. When I'm running from my past When I'm restless in the present Trying to make each moment last When the fear of having nothing Steals all my hopes and dreams. Remind me of the promise. Lord, help my heart believe. You're watching over me. 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 Jesus, you know all my trouble. He knows all our trouble. Jesus, you feel all my pain. He feels every pain that we have. I hear you singing in the struggle. He knows our struggle. I hear you whispering my name. 
kind of justice and of mercy. God who says I'm not alone. I will give as you have given. What I have is not my own. Watching over me, you're watching over me, you're watching over me, you're watching over me, watching over me. So tonight, if if you're here and you're you're worried about the future. past keeps jumping up in your face, or you just have that fear that just seems like it won't go away, tonight I'm telling you, God is watching over us, and if that's you, like me today, I invite you down here and find a place to pray for a few minutes. Because the devil knows your name. You are a threat if you are a child of the Most High God. And he will try to throw that that four-letter word in your face. Fear. I gave in to it. It's, no, it's nothing shameful because he knows exactly how to pull your number. But the thing that he don't realize is my God is way greater than anything he can throw at me. Way greater than fear. Way greater than worrying about the future. Way greater than my watching online and you need prayer we have the prayer line if you're in fear of the past and it keeps coming up or you're in fear of the future you're in fear of COVID-19 I'm telling you tonight God is bigger than this virus God is bigger than the fear that is overtaking our land right now.
Jesus, you feel all my pain. I hear you singing in the struggle. I hear you whispering my name. God of justice and of mercy. God who says I'm not alone I will give as you have given What I have is not my own You're washing over me You're washing over me you're washing over me. You're washing over me. Your spirit is washing over me. It's washing over me. Washing away all the things I don't need. It's washing over me. Let it wash over me. over us you are sure if there's anybody here tonight that would say look everything you said sounds great but I don't really know Jesus. I would be not doing what I'm supposed to do if I didn't give you an opportunity to know Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now is the perfect time. Tomorrow may be too late. Doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, who you think you are. Jesus loves you just as you are. Don't let the devil sit on your shoulder and disqualify you and tell you you're not good enough. Don't let him sit on your shoulder and say, well, if you go up there, everybody's going to know you're a sinner. 
have all come short of the glory of God. We're all. all been there. says I should be in that fire right now but God put that fire in me don't burn burning hurts a lot but think how the fire is going to be in hell way hotter it's going to burn straight down to your bone you're going to ache every breath you take you will ache every step you make don't run I, I beg you don't run Imagine the pain that it will be. Don't run. Now I'm praying that God is pushing you, but don't, don't fight that push. I've fought that push before. You will regret it. Don't. I've had many opportunities going to camp. You get five days a week, four days, service every night, and you have a small service in the morning. I've pushed. I've pushed years doing that. It, I regretted every decision. I'd go later, and I'd be like, I probably should have done that. But I didn't. Don't. It's pushing you for a reason. Let it push you. It's not scary to come up here. It's not. Jonathan's done it, even though he, he didn't like it. That first time he ever took the mic in his hand, you were afraid, right? I don't like speaking in front of people, but I need to because that one person that I'm talking to in here needs to hear it. If they don't hear it, I may be the only one watering them. That plant won't grow if it doesn't get watered. Somebody's got to water that plant. God's chosen me because maybe I have an experience they have. I relate with them somehow. I don't know, but he chose me to put that seed in that soil. Somebody's going to water that, and that will sprout to a beautiful flower. But make sure your, your seed's not planted in the rock or in a thorn bush. Make sure the seed will sprout in good soil, good fertilized soil. Not on sand where it washes away in the, the wind, but on good fertile soil. And I beg you, please let that seed be Put in that good soil, please.
God, we thank you for your, your word that was given to us. Father, we pray that that word would not return void tonight. God, we pray a blessing upon each person that's here tonight, God. God, that that person that was spoke to tonight, God, that that seed would begin to grow. God, that they would become uncomfortable until they sought your face. God, I know how it is to be in that despair, in that despicable place where you think you're okay, but you're really playing church. God, let your love begin to shine down upon them. Let that seed begin to grow. Let them feel the need to see your face tonight, God. God, we thank you that each of us that are here tonight, God, we, we thank you for that germ bubble that encases around about us, Father. We thank you for the peace that passes all understanding that you give us during this time of turmoil and trouble. God, we thank you for the grace and your mercy as we watch your word being laid out before our eyes. Watching your prophecies come true. God, we thank you for the faithful ones. God, we thank you for the unsaved ones that we're going to reach in our community, God. God, we thank you that a light set up on a hill cannot be hidden. Father, we thank you that new life and the members here, Father, are going to be that light to our community to reach our community, our state, and God, our country. But help us, God, to fix us first. Help us to let you enter our heart and you repair us first before we can reach them, Father. We thank you for your visitation tonight, God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that has been among us tonight, God. I just feel like we're, we're not supposed to go anywhere for, for a couple more minutes. got the same feeling that, that Ryland had. There's somebody here. You know who you are. This may be the very last opportunity that you have. Don't let it be the last. 
just really wants me to say something else, but I want to add on to what Cook is saying and Robin. I've been that person that's been burning inside, sitting in a chair and saying, boy, I need to be up there. I need to be up there. You know, whatever the situation may be, whether you just have a need, whether you just want some prayer, whether you just got something heavy on your heart that you need to let go at the altar. And for me, that hesitation was to look around and see who else was going to go up because I didn't want to be the only one. I didn't want to be singled out. I didn't want everybody looking at me. That's just the person I am. And apparently God delivered from me from that because I put my microphone. But anytime there's, there's prayer, anytime it's, there's an offering to, to be here at the altar, shed off that hesitation and that complacency of, well, hey, I can, me and God will handle that on a personal time. Didn't have to be at church. And people are wanting to pray for your situation because they care. Because they care about your situation and what you're in. It's not anybody cast any judgment or to say oh look what that one's doing or look what that one's doing there may be people like that but the majority of people here care about your situation and they want to be there to love and support you and help you through it the other thing I wanted to talk about and the thing the Lord is making me talk about and speak to the leaders in our households I'm new to being a leader in my household but there's a pressure of, of people looking up to you, you know, in your house, your wife, your kids, whatever it may be, you know, grandkids, everything. If people look up to you, you're, you're the leader of the household. And, you know, you might get weighed down with this burden of, I got to handle all these situations for all these people. But all it really is is another chance to rely on God. there's with all of the COVID and, and uncertainty in the world it puts extra strain on everybody through jobs through, through just you know going out in public like, like Cook was talking about but don't carry that burden don't weigh yourself down with it you're a rock in your family you're the cornerstone of your family one that feels like you have to have all the answers sometimes and you, you gotta gotta kind of orientate everybody you know help them out of a situation or help them into a situation but rely on God don't be pressured I wear this on purpose be still and know that I'm God don't get excited about it rest in Him thing about it. That's all he really wants is for us to rest in him and, and just, hey, God, you got it. I know you have it. I know you have the situation. And we're grateful for that. Well, thank you for your time tonight. Thank everybody for coming out. I know it run a little longer than usual, but hey, God said he's doing a new thing, and obviously you came to have church if you didn't, 
if, if you can, right? I know I did. I'm okay with having church. Brother David, you okay with having church? Awesome. Thanks, guys. Pastor, you got anything? Thank you. Sure. Thank you all for your time. Look, be blessed. Don't forget Sunday. If you go out in public, wear your mask, wash your hands, say a prayer for everybody around you. Okay? It's still crazy out there. But God is still in control. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, bless you.